0: Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of HEAT Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Exodus is a book of coming out leaving things from where you were to going the way you're supposed to be Thank you, Lord. Thank you, leaving what was binding you to what's going to set you free yes, Lord. leaving laying the lack to the promise of plenty yes. Yes. but how many know that when you're getting ready to make that transition I that. how many know that when you're getting ready to climb up onto the mountain? That sometimes you got to go through the valley like we've been talking about. How I many know that when you get ready to make that transition into your blessing, that sometimes you got to go through the messing? Yes, yes, yes. It's a process. Yes, yes. And why is that process down? Why? Because sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the enemy just don't want to let you go. He don't want to let you go. He want to hold on to you because he knows where you're going is greater than where you are. He knows what you are, what but you, what you are to be is better than how you are right now. The enemy will try to hold you back. Yes, yes. Amen. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, about how the enemy will pursue you on the way to your promise. The enemy will pursue you on the way to your promise. And if I can do anything before the day is over, I want you to know that even though the enemy may pursue you on the way to your promise, he can't stop you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just in between pursuing you and stopping you. Ain't nothing wrong with him chasing you. He's just doing his job. Amen? But your job is to keep on moving. Exodus chapter 14, let's look at starting at verse uh, verse 9. Exodus chapter 14, starting at verse 9. Exodus 14, starting at verse 9. Now let's back up. Let's back up. Verse 5. Exodus 14, verse 5. Exodus 14, verse 5. I'm reading out an English Standard Version that says, When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people, and they said, "What is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us?" See, that's what the enemy having a conversation about some of y'all right now. Well, what have I done to let them go? What am I? What What was I even thinking? When, wh- 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 why did I even let them leave my domain? Why did I even Why did I even let them go for a second? Why did I even give them an opportunity to see who God was in their life? How Why did I even let them go from, from dealing with this person? Why did I even let them go from dealing with the with the alcohol and the drugs and, and the worry and the, and the frustration? How, why did I even give them any the breathing room? Because when I did that, that I, I, I let him go. And it says in verse 6, he says, So he made ready his chariots and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. How I many know that he ain't coming empty hand? <laughs> In the yeah, this, this, this enemy we playing with called our adversary He ain't playing with you This ain't play play This ain't make believe This ain't this ain't fairy tale land This ain't a dream where you can wake up And things be different No we got a real enemy that has a real army That is really coming after The people of God You don't believe me just turn on your news just turning news. I know, unless you've been on the rock, you don't heard about the, the stuff that's coming out of Washington right now with the bathroom stuff in the school. Yeah. And we have a real enemy, people. Yes. We have a real enemy. Like the word of God said, it, it will switch. What, what you thought was right will tell you now is wrong. And what you thought was wrong is now right. We have a real enemy that is armed and very dangerous. Yes. Armed and dangerous. But then it says in verse 8, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued the people of Israel. While the people of Israel were going out defiantly. Now, who were they defying? Were they defying God? No, they were defying the enemy. See, it came upon a point in time where the people said, you know what, it's time to go. See, see, God can say it's time to go. Then the enemy can even tell you it's time to go. But until you make that decision, meaning from the Latin word meaning to cut, until you decide to cut some things off, until you decide to say, you know what, no more. I'm getting ready to leave. This ain't how it's supposed to be. This not how it's gonna be. I'm getting ready to go. I'm going to." two defy the things that are coming against me and it says they left out defiantly but the enemy did what pursued pursued that means the enemy is doing what he's coming after he's he's coming up from behind he's he's after where where you're going he's trying to uh, pursue when you look it up it says to follow in order to overtake to follow in order to capture, to follow in order to kill. It it says to strive to gain, to seek to attain or accomplish, to continue to annoy, to continue to afflict, to continue to trouble, That's what the enemy's doing when he's pursuing. He's trying to afflict us. He's trying to annoy us. See, sometimes it ain't even a matter of uh, of slowing you down or stopping you. He just wanna annoy you enough. He just wanna be that thing to keep tapping you on the shoulder until you give up. And it says the Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camp at the sea. By Pharaoh, in front of Baal Zephon, and just to give a little background, what what you see if you want to paint a picture is that we have the people of Israel have left out of Egypt and they are headed towards they're headed towards the Red Sea and they and they get there and they see it's a it's a sea in front of them that that, that seems like they can't cross it and and behind them is the enemy. How I many of us feel like that, make it plain in real life? How I many I mean, sometimes you you in the middle of something right now in your life and, and, and you can't see far enough ahead because it don't look like everything's figured out in the head, but what's behind you, you don't definitely want to deal with because you, you it took you hell and high water to get out of that. So you, you kind of stuck in the middle. You between what they say is a rock and a hard place. I, I, I'm damned if I go ahead, but but I'm damned if I go back. So I'm stuck in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle of a hard place. I, I don't want to go back to him, but 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 I don't know what's ahead. I I, I don't want to deal with these people, but but I don't know what's ahead. So I'm kind of stuck right here. And it says they were encamped, meaning they were they had set up a set up a territory. Said they they had set up themselves that they had, they had come to a standstill. But how many know that just because you may have come to a standstill in your life, at least you're still standing? All right, all right, all right, man. See, the enemy wants you to think that your standstill is over. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants you to think that because you're in a standstill that things are not working. The enemy wants you to think that because you have come to a point where you can no longer go forward mm-hmm. and you don't want to go back, then that's how it all ends. But notice that I said, the enemy wants you to think that when you get to a point where you can no longer go forward. Keep that in your head. Because in verse 10 it says, when Pharaoh drew near, the enemy getting closer, y'all. The people of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And they feared greatly. See, that's where we mess up at right there. We see the enemy coming up. We see him doing things just like just like what the stuff is going on in the world, and, and and instead of instead of standing on our post and and interceding and and getting on our knees and and crying out to God, we get scared and oh they're taking over. Everything's just oh what is this world coming to? Well, what is the world coming to? What is the world coming to? It's coming to a place that you haven't prayed for. It's coming to a place that we haven't fought for. It's coming to a place that we haven't taken ownership and dominion over. That's what it's coming to. Because it says they feared greatly. And it says the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then in verse 11, they said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Mm -hmm. What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? We were comfortable there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Why you bring us into this? Why you? Why you want us to do this, pa- Pastor? Why we? Why we gotta you know extend ourselves beyond where we are, Pastor? Why, why? Why? Why I gotta do it? Like God? Why I gotta? Why I gotta give when I don't feel like it? Why? Why I gotta read when I don't? Why I gotta sacrifice? Why I gotta? I, I'm comfortable. This, this this making me feel uncomfortable. This making me feel like I'm about to die, like, like something ain't right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to die, but here's the little secret I want to tell you today. Yeah, you are about to die, because you are about to die, because God says you got to get out the way. That thing, that flesh, that thing that holds on to the past, like hammerballs balls on a roller coaster. That thing that holds on the way you don't want to go like you got some gorilla glue on your hand. God say it's time to let it go amen. it's time to let it go somebody help me back there with that, it's time to let amen. it go amen. if the baby get it, I know y'all can get it, amen, amen. he says, but they, they, they come with the question, well, what have you done to us and see, a lot of times, that's what we do. We, we start questioning and wondering, well, why is it like this? And, you know, and, and God, I was praying, but the more I prayed for you to, to, to better my life, the more friends I lost. God, the, the, the more I prayed for you to change my finances, while my job started tripping even more like I'm about to lose it. God, God, I, I prayed for my, my relationships to be restored and, and, and it seems like that that you let the people leave out of my life. Well God, I, I don't I don't understand. Did you just bring me to this point to die? I, I I was having fun before I got saved. I I was doing everything before I started going to church. But God, it seemed like as soon as I started going to church and reading the Bible and studying your word and and, and, and fasting and praying, it seemed like all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. We've had people even tell us that. Uh You know, they call us up, like, well, pastor, before I started doing such and such, before I gave my testimony, before, everything was fine. But as soon as I opened my mouth, all hell broke loose on me. Uh And all we can say is, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how it go down. Mm -hmm. It's right here in the book. When you try trying to leave out of darkness, how many know the enemy don't want you to go? Yes, yes. How many know that when you're getting ready to try to break free from something, that you really got to what? Break, break free. free from something. Yes, God, yes. See, the, the, the enemy don't want you to realize, see, it's easier to get entangled than it is to let loose. See, what you got entangled in initially was cobwebs. But now what you breaking free from are cables. You started out with just the cobwebs. You could break it free a little bit, but now you kept going back. You kept going back. Now it's spinning you up in it. Now what was cobwebs have turned into steel cables. So yeah, you got to break free. Yeah, it's going to cost you something to break out. Yeah, it's going to hurt to break out because you bound. You bound. You shackled, uh, uh, uh. you entrapped. So you think you're just gonna walk out? No, the enemy is gonna try to hold you in. That's just like a spider, if you look at the animal show, when the spider spins his web and, and the little animal come along, you know, he, he, he thinking everything okay. And then he start moving and not realizing in his movie he getting more entangled in the web. He getting more entangled in the well. And and, and, and here's the thing, the spider don't attack while he's doing all that wiggling and fighting, he sit back and wait, why? Because he trying to wear you out. He's trying to make you so tired of wiggling in the wells that you forget that he's lurking in the background just waiting on you to wear yourself out. See, the enemy wants you to get so caught up in that gossip about what they talking about you, she talking about you, your mama, they'll talk, that he wants you to get caught up all in that well so you can spin around and you wear yourself out. So now he can just come up from behind because he says what he's seeking whom he can what? Devour but he can't take you out when you are strong. Amen. So yes, all hell breaks loose. And then they ask him, they say, "Why? what have you done to us, what have you done to us? And then in verse 12 it says, is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would be have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. How many know some folks do that? Le- leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with what I'm doing. Just because you want to change don't mean I want to change. I ain't ready. Mm-hmm. Then, he'll go to, then the famous one, what they do. Judge not lest you want to be judged. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that's the one they'll do. Judge not lest you want to be judged. See, because the thing is, they don't realize that, that what happens is the enemy is planting no seed. See, the enemy really has no power. His power is the power of what? Suggestion. Mm-hmm. Surely you won't die. Isn't that pleasing to the eye? Isn't that good to eat? See, it just powers of suggestion. And I'm talking about the story, if y'all don't know, I'm talking about Genesis with, with the woman when, when she's standing by the tree. I'm gonna tell you how much power the enemy don't have. He couldn't even reach to the tree to get the fruits. Yeah. He couldn't even reach the tree to get the fruit. He had to put the suggestion in the woman's mind. Surely you won't die. Surely it's something that you want to get. Surely it's just something that God is trying to keep from you. See, spinning you in the wells. Spinning you in the well. Surely he won't hit you this time. Surely, Surely he won't take all your money from you this time. Surely, surely they won't talk about you like this this time. And, 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 and we find ourselves going back, reaching, reaching for the fruit, reaching for the fruit. And then the enemy does what? He has us. He has us right there. But then we look in verse 13. This is why I like it where it switches. And Moses said to the people, Fear not. Fear not. Why? Because God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of what? Power of love and a sound mind. He's telling the people, stop all that stuff you're talking about. Why? Because the power of life and death is in your tongue. He says what? He says, choose this day. Blessings or curses. Which one are you going to do? Are you going to prophesy life or are you going to prophesy death? Yeah, I know it's bad right now, but you was in hell back down. Which one do you prefer? Which one do you prefer? God says, you know what? He says, fear not. Stand firm. Yes. See, some of us just got to get our stands together. That's right. We can't do all that weebly wobbling. You gotta get your stance. Stance is so important in different things. In football, it's important. You gotta have your stance. They start you out teaching even at a little age. Hey, you gotta have a three-point stance, meaning so that so that, so that you right. So so when you get in your three-point stance, can't nobody. I can't get down here too good, but you know I try. You know, now I might help. Need some help getting back up. <laughs> he needs back. But you, you're not easily moved in that three point stance. Even when you come out the three point stance, they teach the linebacker, you, you make your stance wide. In basketball, you got a stance. You know, it's called a triple threat, where you can, you can either dribble the ball, shoot the ball, or pass the ball. It, it, stances are very important. We have to take a stance. Yes. What kind of stand are you taking? That's why God said, lean not to your own under but in all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. That's the stance we take. See, when we, when we lean, see, he even tell you, lean not to your own understanding. He saying your standing gonna have you leaning. You, the way you stand is leaning. You never gonna be able to get straight on your own. You never gonna be able to line it up on your own. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding, but what? In all your ways, acknowledge him. And that's what Moses is saying. Fear not. Stand firm. Now I like this what he said, and see. First of all, you got to fear not. Meaning you got to clear your mind of that stuff. He says, be anxious for nothing. See God, the enemy'll try to do. He'll try to he'll try to place anxiety in you. He'll 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 attack you through your kids. Sometimes he'll come and give you little aches in your bodies, and you know make your head feel like I've had headaches sometimes. And you know the enemy be like, you about to have an aneurysm. You, like, you can you know and you start seeing the whole thing, you see the Amalai people coming in, and you know then you like you going back to what your mama said. Do I got clean underwear on? Is they got holes? You know you 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 making sure everything up because you know you are going out. You want you don't want to go out in dirty drawers. Amen? <laughs> and the enemy will just have you like that. He'll have you rehearsing that thing. But what you got to do is you got to, see, it's not that the thing comes to attack. It's just how you going to take your stance. Yeah. That's right. mm-hmm. See, we can't stop the enemy from doing his job. That is his job to do. But how, how, how are we going to take a stand? See, when it starts saying, oh, God, I'm about to, ooh, I feel like I'm leaving up out of here. Then you got to say, you know what? Fear not. Fear not. Come on. Come on, you ain't bought me this far to drop me off That's right here, right God. Here. God, I know that you said that no weapon formed against you me shall on, prosper. Me. So you got to start speaking to that thing. That's the only power that we truly have is in our mouth. What are you speaking out of your mouth when those things come? See, pastor might not be there. You might not be able to get to the phone and call me or text me. You got to be able to have it in here so that it come out of here. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right and say, God, I don't understand what this thing is I'm feeling right now, but it is not of you, so I return it back to the sender. What I'm feeling right now is not of God. So, God, whatever it is, you clean it up out of me, God. God, I will not hold on to something that is not mine. It does not belong to me. I don't know what it is, don't care what it is, ain't trying to get no diagnosis, but I know it is not of God. Come on, yes and see that's when you take your stand you get flat footed and you let the enemy know and see then when you fear not and stand then that's when you can see he said see the salvation of the Lord which will work for you today see the salvation now see the part about that is you're not always going to see when you look <laughs> did you get that yeah you're not always going to see when you look. That's right. You're not always going to see when you look. What am I saying by that? Well, see, one, sometimes when we try to see the promise, when we try to see what God has told us, you see, God has promised these people of Israel for, for, for over 400 years ago that they were going to the promised land. And see, that's what you got to understand is that when Moses is telling them to see the salvation, he's saying, look at the promise. You might not see it right here in the physical. You might not see what's been promised to you right now in the natural, but keep on standing on the promise. See, we are kingdom kids. See, the world gotta do what? They gotta They got to see in order to believe. But we believe in order to what? See. See, where you are is not your end. That's what Moses is trying to get them to see. He's saying, well, what's going on right now? This ain't how it's gonna be. This is not how it's going to turn out. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what you feel like. I don't care how many thousands of them is behind you. This is not how it's going to end. That's what some of y'all got to get in your spirit for the situations you're going through in life. This right here, this ain't how it's going to end. I don't care what you say, I don't care what it looked like, I don't care what everybody talking about, then people get around you and say, well you know when I was going through that, that's how it was, and, and I remember my that I had a cousin, the auntie, brother, super cousin, they were going through the same thing, and then how, well guess what? For me, this ain't how it's gonna end. Amen. See, when even when I was going through cancer and all that kind of stuff and you know, and I had the first bout and, and I'm like, okay God, and we, you know, God got me out the streets and all that and I'm like, okay God, you know, you know how you do when you, something happens to you, you try to line your life up and get it right and so I did, you know, I'm like, okay God, I heard you. So we got in and we lined up everything. I'm trying to walk, right? Two years later, boom, reoccurrence. This time to come back more aggressive than they were before. By the time they diagnosed me, it was at what, a stage four, right? Mm. Stage four. So you know when you start saying that kind of stuff, then people say, well you know when people get stage four, you know they leave on up out of here, and they do all this, you know. And that's why I started making my circle smaller. My circle already smaller because, you know, I'm real funny acting, most (laughs) folks don't get along with me. But I I, I made it even smaller, amen? Because it was certain stuff I wasn't finna have in my ear. They you weren't finna just be running up in here telling me about somebody else diagnosis. I don't know about them. I don't care what they going through. I feel sorry for, but as far as me, this ain't how it's gonna end. Because I know my God told me that day to choose life or choose death. And I chose life with it. So he gotta add up, do something. He gotta work it out. He gotta work it out. God, this on you. This ain't how it's going in end. I know what the doctor's saying. I know what the radiologist is saying. I know what everybody's saying. But this is not how it's going in. Thank you, God. Yes, God. See, that's Thank what you, you gotta him. realize. Thank you gotta get that God. Joseph down in you. When oh. Joseph was down in the pit, he had to say to himself, This is not how it's going to end. God, I know I had a dream where you said that my brothers shall bow down to me. This pit ain't nobody bowing down to me. This ain't how it's going to end. So, this pit must just be a place that you have planted me so that I can grow. That's right. That's so you gotta get a you gotta get a David down in you. When David being chased by Saul and he hiding in cave. Well God, I noticed you said you anointed me king. Samuel came into my house. He picked me. I was just out there minding my own business. But now you got this man chasing me, trying to kill me for a position that you said is mine. Mm-hmm. This ain't how it's gonna end. So you gotta get, you gotta get some Israel people down in you where they stand in front of that Red Sea and be like, God, I know that you told Abraham that there was a land called Canaan that was promised to him. And I know this, these Egyptians behind us, this ain't how it's gonna end. You didn't bring me all the way out here to die right here. So you gotta have some people in the camp that's, that's gonna speak like that. Yeah. yeah. So you always gonna have them folks in the camp that say, you, you brought us out here to die. You always got them folks around. They they they, they come a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. A dime a dozen a penny on Sunday. Amen. Ooh, mm-hmm. But you gotta have you gotta have them Calebs and Joshua's in the That's camp right. that say, right. you know what? This right here, this yes. ain't how it's gonna yes. win. This ain't how it's gonna end because I have been promised by the Most High. So I'm telling you today, if there's anything that God has promised you in your life, if there's anything that has been prophesied and spoken to your life, and it yes. hasn't come to pass yet, then guess what? This ain't how it's gonna yes. end. Yes, yes, God. Because God says that I will perfect yeah. the things yeah. according to my purpose. Yeah. He says, I will watch over the word to perform it, so that it shall not return to him void. That's why it's important to get the word of God in you. Because if the word of God is in you, and the word says he's going to watch over his word, then who are you watching? Y'all will get that when you get home. You're you looking at me like I just did some fuzzy mad. That's just simple logic right now. If the word is in you, and he said he's going to watch over the word, then God, who are you watching? His watching. And then he said to perform it and perfect it so that it will not return to him. Boy, Meaning he going to complete that thing. God ain't writing no rubber text. He ain't writing no text to bow. He said, no, this thing going to work. Yes. yes, God. He said, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it yes, done. God. Yes, amen. Get her done, God. Get her done, God. He got some cable man anointing. Get her done. <laughs> Some of y'all, you know what I'm talking about. But it's all right. Ask, ask your neighbor. Who is, gay? Who is the cable man? Get her done. This is not how it's going to end, people. This is not how it is going to end. Well, what am I saying? See, like I said, you got to have that Joseph, that David, the people of Israel in you, but you got to have some Jesus in you too. Because imagine when Jesus was up on that cross and he said, God, why have you forsaken me? And I can hear this whisper to come into his ear and say, this ain't how it's going. <laughs> Don't you remember what I said way back in the beginning when I said that that, that, that that the seed shall rise up and it shall strike the serpent's head? Come on, you're the one I'm talking about. I ain't forsaking you. See, this is not how it's going in. And then that's why Jesus was able to say, into your hands I commit my spirits. He said, because I got it. I realize, see God, Christ was human. He was human and God. So he had those same feelings that we had. God, why you left me right here? Did you bring me out here to die? Did you? I don't understand, God, why have you forsaken me? Everybody around me done left me. My job done quit me. My, my husband done left me. My wife done tripping. All that stuff, my family, my kids, my, my money Funny. everything. God, what, I don't know whatever you're going through. I'm just trying to name something. Cause we all going through something. Something. But you gotta hear that whisper to say this is not how yeah, it's going to end. See that whisper ain't gonna come as loud as the enemy. That's right. The enemy gonna say your job gone, <laughs> your house gone, <laughs> your house gone. <laughs> or like the enemy came to me, you you gotta buy two brand new air conditioners. <laughs> For almost six thousand dollars. Oh Lord have mercy. Woo, where you at, God? <laughs> money coming. But <laughs> how do you money don't fall out of the sky, amen? God said, you, "You, I'm just going to have to show you how to work with what you already got. You're going to have to rearrange some things, amen? What's in your hands? That's right, that's right. What's in your hands? See, we oftentimes looking for stuff out there, and God said, what's in your hand? But see, we can't look at what's in our hand. Why? Because we holding on to the past. That's what's in most of our hands. We trying to hold on to something that's over we trying to hold on to something that's over. You got to have that Jesus in you that when he was down in that tomb. And he said, this ain't how it's going. Let me go ahead and get on up, fold up on this on little out. old cloth and lay it over here so they can find it when they come. Because they need to know this ain't how it's going. Right. And I'm going to walk on up out this thing. Peace what out. was meant to bury me was, only meant, was, was turned into something that grew me. What was meant to take me out is something now that's going to release me. What was meant to make an example of me, now I have become the example. See, this is not going to end like this. See, see, you will go where God said you will go. You will do what God said you was going to do. You will become what God said you will become. It is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It is not what the pastor said. It's what God is saying don't believe me, hold your place right there and turn to Numbers 23 quickly. Numbers chapter 23. Because, see, I don't want you to think that this is just something that that the pastor's saying. Yeah, I'm speaking it prophetically over your life, saying that what God has declared is going to be over your life. What he spoke over your life is going to happen. Who he said you was going to be is going to be. But that is not what I'm saying. That is what the word of God is saying. Look at Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23 and look at verse 19. Yep, yep, yep. He says, God, God. is not man mm-hmm. that he, that he shall lie. Mm-hmm. Or a son of man mm-hmm. that he should change his mind. Mm-hmm. Has he said it? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And will he not do it? Yep. Or has he spoken it? Uh-huh. And will he not Fulfill it. What is God saying right there? I ain't your daddy. I ain't your physical daddy I know he lied to He said he gonna come pick you up He ain't never pick you up I, I know he said He gonna buy you the Christmas present He ain't never get the Christmas present I, I know I'm not your daddy Don't treat me like your daddy He he is a man So he can lie I'm not a man What I said I'm gonna do What I spoke Is gonna happen Don't believe me Look back at the very beginning When I was faced with nothing When I didn't have nothing And I said Let there be light And there was Yes God See, when God speaks, it can't do nothing but happen. Yes, yes. If God spoke right there and said that the sky is no longer blue, then we'll see another color. Yes. It, 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 and when he's speaking, it has to happen. Yes, yes. But where we fall down is the process. There's a process. There's always a process. And that's what we gotta realize that the process, the process is, is, is where the mess is. The process is where the mess is. That's why they tell you in 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 some sort of in the food industry they say you know you don't want to see sausage being made. No, mm-hmm. You know you don't you don't want to you don't want to see all that stuff. You know in the process is the mess. Just show me the sausage after it's done. <laughs> I don't want to know where it go all up in there. I don't, that's why I don't even read the ingredients on the back. I'm like Lord, I, you wouldn't eat half that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know you throw it on the grill, you know and season it up real good. Like okay. I, pretty good, but the mess is in the process, amen? amen, the mess is in the process, and that's why I'm telling you some of y'all is that, that the mess that might be around you, is just the enemy don't want you to realize that all you are is in, is in the process, but that all that is is that you're on the way to the blessing, yes. don't let the battle you in distract you, mm-hmm. where you are is not where it's going to end, God is not a man that he shall lie. God is not a man that he shall lie. What am I saying? Because he promised us all some things. So that means that whatever he has promised you, whatever he has spoken over your life, even if it ain't nothing, he's like, well, God ain't never spoke to me. God, I ain't never had nobody promise on my life. Well, I'm telling you today that God says that he came to give you life and life more abundantly. If you don't have life and if you don't have it more abundantly, then guess what? Then you still in the process. But that is a promise from God because a lot of us are living, but we don't have life It's a whole bunch of people who die at 80 years old Or I should say they get buried at 80, but they died at 25 Don't be that way Don't get buried at 80 and you died at 25 God says, I came to give you life But the enemy wants you to question the promise Question the problems like these people. Have you bought us out here to die? We, we could have just stayed where we are. Imagine how crazy that sounds. I could have just stayed in darkness. I could have just stayed hoin around. I could have stayed just turning up. I could have stayed whatever. I think the new one is getting lit. <laughs> now I realize when you lit, guess what happened to things that are lit? They burn up. <laughs> See, we ought to be careful of the stuff that, that we speaking. Amen? It says that, but they want you to question, the enemy wants you to question your promises. He wanted you to question your promises. He, he, he even did it to Christ. If he did it to Christ, he gonna do it to you. Don't believe me if you have time later. Look in Matthew chapter three. Starting in verse 17, then going to four about the temptation. But in Matthew chapter three, we had a we had a the, the Christ gets baptized. He comes out the water, you know, beautiful scene, you know, the light fade the black all around like a you know I like to fade to black. You know, then the white light come down, you know, spotlight on Jesus, spotlight on Jesus. Then they have like the they say the spirit comes down on him like a dove. Dove, that's right. You know, so you got this little dove, probably like a holographic image type thing, you know. It ain't no real dove, because you know. It's a a figment of our imagination, right? And then they say the sky parts. So you can see the sunlight breaking through and then it says God speaks. It says this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. He said well pleased. Well pleased. So he's well pleased. He's speaking the promise. Because Christ hadn't done nothing yet. (laughs) Catch that? He said, "This is my son, who I'm well pleased." See, speaking the promise, your promise will come before it comes. You'll get that when you get home. But then, right after that, in chapter four, says the Spirit led Christ into the wilderness. Wow! Yeah. So you telling me, right after the mountaintop? Right after the experience, right after the Holy Spirit, right after God opened the clouds and spoke and trembled the earth. Mm -hmm. He'll go Christ into the desert and he gets questioned about his promise. Mm -hmm. The very first question that come out of the enemy's mouth, if. Let's turn to it. I want y'all to see that. Mm -hmm. Turn to it. Matthew chapter chapter 4. We ain't going to read the whole thing, but I just want you to see it for yourself because I want you to see that you ain't the only one You ain't the only one going through it. You ain't the only one that's dealing with it. If the most high dealt with it, then who are we? It says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. See, so that way the enemy want to get you, he want to get you when you're hungry, when you ain't really fed yourself on the word, when you starve, and when you go in the whole weeks and two weeks, and the whole time you hear the word and when you come to work on Sunday. I mean, the church on Sunday. It's supposed to be work, but you come and sit. But that's a whole other story. He said that he was hungry. And in verse 3, it says, "An tempter came. And see, I like it right there. They call him the tempter, because that's all you can do. Just tempt you. Just hold it out in front of you. Mm -hmm. And say it to him. If you are the son of God, Mm -hmm. command these stones to become loaves of bread. I mean, you say you God, right? You say he promised you some things, right? (laughs) Where your God at now? You you, you did, I thought I thought you say God said you were gonna get have a new 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 job by by in six months. Well, it, it's five and a half months. Mm-hmm. Six it ain't six. Ain't here yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even if six done came and went, whose six months was he talking about? <laughs> where did the where did the timing start? <laughs> you Guess see. That's right. The bottom line is that he said it. See, we put we like to put time on it. And that's why you even have prophets, prophet line. Cause they know folks wanna folks wanna know. Because they'll hold on. And well, you know, well, if, if you tell them three months, they'll hold on. Unless you tell them three years, then they'll let go. Why can't it be enough that God said it? it. I don't need to know how long it's gonna be. God said it. God, yes, yes. Well, see God told Noah, it's gonna yes. rain. It's gonna 125 rain. 125 years yes. later. Yes. Imagine that. Folks come around. Moses thought it was gonna rain. No. Moses thought it was gonna rain. Folks done died. They grandkids. My granddad told me this. <laughs> you, you said, you said, that you said. If he still was dead, Even after a while, think about it. Yeah, I mean, Even after a while, his old kids and his wife probably had to be like, yo, yo, you know yo. your daddy crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm going to stick with him because that's my man. <laughs> that's who God told, that, you know, God sent him to me. But how many know that when that first drop hits, it uh-huh. didn't right, take number one drop. One drop, that's all it took. It didn't take a downpour to come instantly. All somebody had to do was feel that first drop, and when that door closed, bam. Everybody trying to get trying to get in the promise then. Mm-hmm. See, what you holding on to, everybody might not believe. Oh, but when it manifests, mm-hmm. You're gonna have to close the door to some of the folks that are trying to get in. That's right. Yeah. Stand on the promise. I don't care what many ills come to you. I don't care how they come at you. See, the enemy wants you to question the promise because see see what happened before a person experienced a breakthrough, it, it, you got to go through some things. It wouldn't have been for Noah to, for it to rain as soon as God said it. Where, where's the faith in that? Moses building this boat. Moses wasn't even a boat builder. They hadn't even seen water. But here he is, building this boat, day in, day out. Don't think he didn't think he was going crazy. He feels a drop of sweat and he think it's rain. It must be some, oh, oh no, that's that's coming out of me. But but God is trying to let him know. See, even the sweat that was coming out of him was wet. And I can imagine as he wiped it, God was letting him know, this is what it's going to feel like because I know you ain't never seen it before. I know you ain't never felt it before. This is what it's gonna be like. See, some of us, we can't even grab a hold of our promise because we ain't never seen it before. We ain't never dealt with it before. But I tell you, get around some people who walk in in that thing already so you can taste a little bit of what it's like. Every once in a while, you gotta get around folks who, who, who are a little bit ahead of where you trying to go. Cause if you everybody around you just like you, I think Dennis Kimbrough said, it. if you got if you got if you got all uh, nine broke friends, then you going to be number 10. You going to be number 10. It, it, it just works out that way. Birds of a feather flock together. That, all that all those saying, so God is saying, stand on the promise, stand on the promise. Get around some folks who believe just like you do. Get around some people who say, even though they don't see it, even though they, they don't even see that thing, they don't see your book, they don't see your business, they don't see your ministry, they don't see your new relationship, they don't see none of that. But they say, if God said it, baby, then I'm gonna believe it with you. We gonna see it in the spirit, so we know that everything that's been in the spirit will manifest in the natural. All we gotta do is hold on. Hold on. That's what real success is. Real success is holding on after everybody else decided to let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you holding on to? But it can't be the past. It cannot be the past. Well, we back in Exodus, cause he's standing up, and you gotta do like Moses told the people right here, he said, he said, stand. He said, stand. stand. And see, what? The salvation. What is that salvation? God going to save you today. God going to fix the things today. God is going to turn it around today. He says, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. But then here's the here's the part, and I'm finishing up right here. He says this. He says, in verse 13, and Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. I like that part. God going to work. We ain't going to do nothing. I'm not even going to do nothing. You just stand and watch what God is getting ready to do. You just stand and watch what God is getting ready to do. See, Moses thought they were stuck. The people thought they were stuck. Thought they were doomed to die. But guess what? All the wilderness is, all the temptation is, it's just a battle with your flesh. It's a battle to see if you're going to stay in your feelings or not. See, some of us need to get out of our feelings. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Get out your feelings. See, I know we love to quote that scripture, all things work together for the good of those who love Christ who are called according to his purpose. But see, his purpose ain't your feelings. Mm -hmm. His purpose ain't your comfort. Mm -hmm. His purpose ain't making it easy for you. Everything ain't gonna be easy. Everything ain't gonna be comfortable. Everything ain't gonna work. If it worked out easy, then everybody would be doing it. Mm -hmm. It, Then it wouldn't even be worth nothing because everybody would do it. If everybody can put their hands on it, it ain't valuable. That's a word for somebody. I'm going to look down. But if everybody can put their hands on it, it ain't valuable. We don't need no doughnut questions, man. Everybody take a turn. Amen. He says, fear not, for the, he will work for you today. And this is the last part I love right here. He says, for the Egyptians, whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent or to be still in some translations. He says, what you see right now, you ain't got to see it no more. But you got to have no fear. You have to stand firm. You got to see the salvation because what you see behind you you're not going to see no more because there's some things about to go down all we got to do is, is be still in the Lord and a lot of times we interpret that be still because it comes even in uh, Psalms 46 where, where he says be still and know that I am God but we interpret that as being quiet and getting into God's presence. And that's fine because we do need to get in his presence and be still and quit blabbing, mouthing, and complaining all the time. Sometimes you just need to get quiet in his presence. But but really what that word comes from out of the Hebrew, it, it talks about to lay down your arms. Uh-huh. So, yeah, to, to, to stop fighting. Yeah, yeah. But see, it's not laying down and surrendering. It's laying down and this ain't my fight no more. This ain't this this ain't this ain't about me no more. This ain't between me and you no more, enemy. I, I'm I'm stepping out the way. Yes. I I, I got somebody you might want to talk to. Uh huh. Yeah, I, you know, kind of like I don't know if you know if you have big brothers or big sisters or whatever you know, and it's like you know I, I'm finna go and get my brother. Uh huh. Right. Because 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 you realize you done stepped into something that you might not can handle. So you gotta go get somebody who can who can really do the do the who do the work. And and that's what God is saying right here. He's saying, get out the way. Get out the way. Because see if the enemy can keep you fighting, then he'll always keep you distracted, which will keep you from your promise. How many of y'all sometimes you get to argue with folks, you know, and you get to argue with a husband or wife, you know, now I know you know, I know y'all got them holy marriages and don't none of y'all argue and everything. But let's just pretend. For a, for a moment. That you get to argue so much that after a while you forget what you was even arguing about. <laughs> you forget what you was even fighting for. And that's what happens a lot of times with the enemy. We get, we get so caught up in all the stuff going around, around us that we forget what we're even fighting for. What we fighting for is the promise that God spoke of our life. We ain't fighting for who like us, who care. Who cares. Who cares? Mm-hmm. If everybody like you, don't nobody respect you. You'll get down when you get home. If you don't, you can come talk to me. But if everybody like you, then don't nobody respect you. Because you got to do a whole lot of stuff to get everybody to like you. You done kissed a lot of buttons and done bent and kowtowed and did everything you had to do to get everybody to like you. Some people just ain't going to like you because they look at you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I don't mean walking through stores and folks just look at you, mean mugging like, like if, if it were legal, they'll kill you on the spot. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know them. Ain't yeah. right you just passing them. But God says, all you got to do is be still. be still. Be still. Be still. And I like it in verse 46, uh, in Psalm 46, I mean, he says, be still and know that I am. Ooh. Then he says, God, but I always stop at I am. When I see I am, I'm through. I don't need no know nothing else. Be still and know that I am. What is he saying right now, God, he's saying when you get to that point, God, I I I, I, I'm, I I don't have enough money, but God says be still and know that I am enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, God, I, I, I'm not old enough. Be still and know that I am. Yeah. God, God, I, I'm, I'm too. I'm, I'm not young enough. Be still and know that I am. Mm-hmm. God, I don't have, have enough to do this. Be still and know that I am. See, God said, I ain't worried about what you have. He says, I am that I am. I have it all. All you got to do is lay down your fight so that I can fight. God ain't going to fight as long as he see you fighting. He like, what you, you like you having it. But God says, now, now it's time. It's time for you to realize that he's going to finish the work. He's going to finish the work. Don't allow the enemy to make you question yourself out of the promise. Amen. Amen. Don't allow him to to make you question yourself out of the promise. Galatians tells us what? Don't don't be weary in your well-doing. But in that time, the promise will come to hand. Philippians tells us what? That God will finish the work that he started in us. And I speak that today to you, that God will finish. God will finish. God will finish. Finish. God will finish. God will finish the work that He started in you.